0: Welcome to the Team Health sponsored Beyond Clinical Medicine podcast, What They Don't Teach You in Residency. This podcast is the first in a series of discussions on hospitalist practices, practices committed to the best inpatient management. In this particular program, we'll review a paradigm changing practice innovation. Consider OBGYN patients presenting to your hospital with urgent and emergent needs, a frustrated, physician is awoken and responds to the hospital perhaps in the middle of the night and after an inherent delay arrives, manages the patient, and leaves still frustrated. Now replace that model with a dedicated facility-based OBGYN hospitalist whose practice is devoted to this group of patients and is immediately available and completely familiar with the system. Today to discuss the advantages for the community, the obstetrician gynecologist, the hospital, the patient, and the OBGYN hospitals. We are lucky to have Dr. Khadija Hay. After training at Emory, you joined the program as a member of the academic faculty. You obtained an MBA in healthcare administration and management from the University of Tennessee. And now, you are Team Health National Medical Director of OBGYN hospitalists. From my perspective, a meteoric rise. Welcome.
1: Hello. Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited that you're going to be participating in this program. Uh, Khadija, can you describe your position and why and how you chose it?
1: Sure. So um, I first actually started off with Team Health as an OBGYN hospitalist in 2012, and I was a facility medical director at the site in which I worked. Um, for about two years before I became uh, the Regional Medical Director. And then last year, in 2017, I was promoted to the National Medical Director. So currently in my role, I'm responsible for overseeing all of our OBGYN gyn hospitals programs that we have across the country um, with respect to uh, managing the programs, acquiring new programs, physician oversight, and um, making sure that our programs are running smoothly from a scope of practice and um, patient care perspective.
0: Wow, lots of responsibility. Uh, so, for those of the people who are listening who don't really understand what it is, what is an OBGYN hospitalist?
1: Sure. So, an OBGYN hospitalist is an OBGYN physician that was trained um, as an OBGYN. So, they finished residency, in a typical four year residency, mm-hmm. and, and prior to that, usually practice as a general OBGYN. And what they do now is they come in and work in the hospital and provide a 24-7 in-house presence of an OBGYN physician that is available for obstetric and gynecologic emergencies.
0: Got it. Uh, so how is that different from the term that I've seen uh, that's a laborist?
1: Sure. So a lot of people use the term laborist and OBGYN hospital interchangeably, but truthfully, laborists are really those physicians that cover just obstetrics, so they really only cover labor and delivery and primarily those unassigned patients that pre- present to a hospital requiring care. And so the difference really is an OB-GYN hospitalist not only takes care of the obstetric patients, but also covers the main ER for gynecologic emergencies, whether it's patients in early pregnancy or any GYN issues such as, you know, um, uh portion of the ovary or heavy bleeding from their fibroids that require admission and management. And OB-GYN hospitals primarily only take care of emergent um, patients. So we're not really there to take care of elective cases. We're not there doing elective surgeries, um, but really for emergency care. And many times we will be there to not only care for the undersigned patients, but also back up the private physicians for their patients as well.
0: So might you provide emergent uh, consultations to the emergency department, and it sounds like you would then admit patients uh, urgently who required uh, in-hospital care. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. So where there is a resource for the ER physicians, you know, for um, ER consults, but also for patients that may already be admitted to the hospital on another service that may have an obstetric or gynecologic Um, need. And we provide the urgent or emergent care for those patients. And then once they're stabilized, we try to refer them out to an OBGYN in the community.
0: So you had mentioned uh, a moment ago that you're not there to provide routine care to OBGYN patients who might arrive. So you wouldn't be providing non-urgent or elective care. So I imagine that that eliminates the perception of competition that some uh, obstetrician-gynecologists might be concerned about?
1: Absolutely. So our physicians primarily work on the inpatient setting um, and do not have a private practice. So our groups do not provide prenatal care or well-women exams or routine outpatient services. Our physicians are there to support patients and the inpatient um, management um, of emergent or urgent um, needs. And so... From a private physician's perspective, we really don't compete with them because truly we actually may be a referral source for them. When patients come in, if they don't have an OBGYN, as I mentioned, we will take care of their urgent needs. But then we try to refer them to a private physician that has an outpatient practice for further management.
0: So it seems like there'd be several benefits for them, including not having to come in in the middle of the night to manage a patient. But you say that you also can refer patients to them uh, in their outpatient practices. Do they see this as a benefit?
1: I definitely believe they do. So in the typical, you know, call coverage model um, that most hospitals still actually employ is where the private physician covers the ER, you know, patients or emergency coverage of unassigned patients while also managing their outpatient practice, while also managing their own inpatients that present to the hospital. With our model, we relieve them of their ER call. And so one, that is a huge benefit for them, so they can focus on their own practice. Um, The additional benefit that we provide is being um, in-house 24-7, we are able to um, attend to emergencies, not just for the unassigned patients, but for their patients as well. So if they are stuck in the office, they don't have to feel... Um, you know, pulled in several different directions. They can focus on their outpatient um, practice or taking care of patients in, the, um, in the, for the GYN surgeries and their scheduled cases, and we can help to be there to support their um, obstetric patients that may be in labor or in urgent patient care needs that arise so they're not having to be pulled in multiple directions. So it's a huge benefit for them in terms of their work-life balance um, but also, you know, it provides work-life balance for our physicians because we don't have to worry about that outpatient practice either.
0: Interesting. So we've, we've talked about how it might be beneficial to the OBGYN uh, physician. Uh, how are hospitals perceiving this? Is it a field that is growing?
1: It is certainly growing. I think over the last 10 years it has increased um, exponentially in that we really are in the same position that internal medicine or hospital medicine providers were in probably about 10 or 15 years ago. You know, probably just 10 years ago, no one knew what an OB-GYN was, and now um, ACOG has officially recognized it as a, uh, you know, a certain specialty um, that can be offered um, for hospitals, and it's fully recognized as its own sort of entity. And so over time, what you're seeing is more and more hospitals understanding and recognizing the importance of having an in-house presence 24-7. And the reason being is obstetrics, you know, is one of those few specialties where minutes can mean the difference between life and death in some cases or severe morbidity or mortality for some of our patients. And so having somebody immediately available um, can significantly impact outcomes for the patient, but also has a, a positive impact on liability for the hospital and their physician. So, More and more physicians, especially coming out of residency, want to practice at a hospital where there's an OB-GYN hospital program. The hospitals appreciate the fact that there's always a physician in house to take care of their emergencies. And now more and more patients are becoming aware of this particular service and are seeking out physicians that have the support of an OB-GYN hospital program at their hospital.
0: Wow. I could certainly see if I were... uh a hospital CEO, just listening to that, uh, that there would be many advantages. What about the person who's considering the position? Why would they, and for whom is it a good practice? Is it a graduating resident, a mid-year, or a late-career physician?
1: So truthfully, you know, a, a physician coming out of residency would not be an ideal candidate for an OB-GYN hospitalist program, and the reason being is, in many of our cases, you're the only physician that may be in-house at any given time. And really, you have to be comfortable with your skills and your ability to manage high-risk patients and multiple patients at any given time. And I think physicians coming right out of residency just need that time to really become confident in their skill set. So we don't, at Team Health, typically hire anybody coming right out of residency. I would say a minimum of three years post-residency experience is ideal. Also, it's ideal for a physician to be board-certified before becoming a hospitalist. And that's because, of course, the way in which the scope of practice is designed, it's it's probably fairly difficult for a physician to become board-certified or collect enough cases to become board-certified when they're practicing as an OB-GYN hospital. So really, ideally, we only hire physicians with three years post-residency experience and and those that are already board-certified.
0: Well, I can understand why uh, experience would be important for a position like this. We hear a lot about work-life balance. Do... Clinicians who join the practice stay, and does this achieve work-life balance? If so, how?
1: Absolutely. So most of the physicians that become OB-GYN hospice often remain OB-GYN hospice, and that's because most physicians that choose this lifestyle go into it for Um, the benefit of work-life balance. And and how it achieves that is the fact that once you are off your clinical shift, you really do not have any clinical responsibility. So in a typical private practice model, you you may work in the office, you may have your elective cases, you may take calls. But then, you know, after all that's said and done, you're still responsible for following up with patient phone calls or managing your practice, uh, making sure that your billing and coding is done appropriately. And so that really tends to result in additional administrative hours and work above and beyond your clinical responsibilities. As an ob joined hospitalist, really, especially if they are joining a, a program such as ours at Team Health, we take over the responsibility of managing the practice, and we allow the physicians to focus on just providing good patient care. So they don't have to deal with the hassle of billing and coding, mm-hmm. of managing the oversight for a practice. Really, their main responsibility is to take good care of patients. And, you know, they may work hard for their shift. And our shifts are typically 24 hours in length. But when they're off, they're off. And the other benefit is, you know, full time for us is anywhere between seven to eight 24 hour shifts per month. So the rest of that time really belongs to you, which could work out to be, you know, easily 21 days out of the month. You do not have any actual clinical responsibilities. And so because of this model, physicians that join us tend to have a benefit to be able to pursue other interests outside of medicine or, you know, if they want to spend more time with their family, traveling, and it really allows them for a very flexible schedule, um, but also without the headache of having to manage a practice.
0: Sounds wonderful. I'd like to join. Unfortunately, I don't have the background in training, uh, but it certainly sounds like an ideal kind of practice where people... Know when they're working and when they're off, they're really off. Uh, and as you stated, can pursue other interests. It sounds great. Let me ask you personally, Khadija, Are you are you pleased with your practice, and do you have any final words for somebody who might be considering this type of practice?
1: Yeah. So I am very pleased with this practice. You know, before becoming ob hospital, I did work in private practice for several years, and felt that I was really getting to the point of, of being burnt out and not really enjoying um, practicing you know, obstetrics and gynecology, which is something I had dreamed of doing since I was 11 years old. And so becoming an ob hospitalist really allowed me to rediscover why I became an ob in the first place and being able to focus on patient care and not deal with some of the other stressors and things that you know, crept into you know, your ability to be able to practice medicine the way you really want to. And so I have never regretted it. I, I love what I do. And now that I also am on the administrative side of things, it really allows me to put other physicians in a position to do wonderful work and take care of patients, which is very fulfilling and rewarding for me. So, you know, really anyone that is considering making a transition from private practice to becoming OBGYN hospitalist, you know, one of the biggest differences is you know, we don't practice as much GYN as you probably do in... In private practice and we may not have the same level of continuity of care as you would in private practice and having your own patients or dedicated patients that you follow throughout, you know, their, their changes in life or multiple pregnancies. But the upside to this is when, you know, we actually have the time, you know, to address patients' issues and concerns. You know, we're not as busy, we're not pulled in as many directions. So I really get the time to counsel patients appropriately, answer their questions, really focus on delivering great patient care and knowing that I am at the forefront of major changes that are occurring in their life and being there for a pregnancy or for a gynecologic emergency and having the ability to make a positive impact and knowing that I'm a part of them having a a good outcome really is more than made up for any of the things that I may have lost, you know, giving up private practice. And so for me, it was a great choice. And so I think any physician thinking about um, making this career transition needs to think about why they're doing it when, what are their goals, you know, whether in terms of practicing medicine, or even outside of practicing medicine, and whether or not this makes sense for them.
0: Thank you, Khadijah. This is terrific. I, uh, Your warmth, enthusiasm, and clarity, I know make you a great leader. This has been Dr. Khadijah Hay, who has introduced us to a growing field of medicine, the OBGYN hospitalist. Thank you again.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You bet.